Hi, this is Rosa and welcome to The Lou Review. With me is my husband Richard and we will be interviewing our new friend, Mr. Bland, who is also known as the Berserker <laughs> around Louisville. Would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. So I'm Bland Matthews. I'm, I'm born and bred right here in uh, Kentucky and uh, I own Berserker Brew Coffee, uh, providing Louisville with uh, great organic coffee. And since 2017, you said? Yep, sold my first pound of coffee September of 2017, and now we've got customers in 42 states, and we're in um, 13 stores. Wow, that's pretty fantastic. For five years, like you've yeah, made four a, years. covered yep. a lot of ground. Yeah, um, and I've made a thousand mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mistakes are what uh, kind of keep you going a little bit. Um, you know, so you don't get too comfortable? Well, you're usually <laughs> cleaning up a mess, right? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to, if you're going to do business, um, you know, I worked for a big corporation most of my life. I did learn a lot of things about management, about, um, you know, profit and loss and, and, and the, 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 the essentials of business. Um, but the greatest thing I learned in that experience was how to communicate with people. So when I got the opportunity that we can kind of circle back in a little bit about mm -hmm. how I got into Berserker Brew, mm -hmm. um, I just get jazzed up meeting new people. And I, the, my favorite thing in the whole world is when I give them my spiel that this coffee should be so smooth and so non-bitter that you don't have to put sugar or fat in it. They go, okay, and they do, and they go, wow. Literally, the coffee speaks for itself. I don't have to really, you know, do too much hyperbole. It's just great coffee, yeah. and then it's organic. You know, it, 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 you know, when I designed the company, the coffee had to be organic, because if you ever want to read a nightmare about <laughs> something scary, read about what happens to non-organic coffee because mm. coffee is the number two commodity traded in the world behind crude oil it is very valuable lots of it mm -hmm. and only five percent of the world's coffee is actually organic mm. the other 95 percent is the most herbicided pesticided uh, fungicided fertilized crop in the world um, two reasons for that. One, demand. Mm -hmm. You, you, people want coffee, so you're not going to let them down, right? You get, you get <laughs> they you, gotta you, have their coffee right, to live. <laughs> you get a good price for your crop, right? Mm -hmm. And then got those people saying, "Don't talk to me." Till that, I've that's had my exactly coffee. right. That's and right. then, and then, um, and then the second reason is coffee is not corn. Coffee doesn't like broad daylight, rows and rows and rows mm. of 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 what we've turned coffee into. Coffee is a shade plant mm. that likes to grow at altitude in a nice, under a nice canopy. Um, but unfortunately you don't really get a lot of yield out of that. Hmm. So in the in order for in, it in to order, be mass in, produced, in order to be mass produced, you've got to fertilize it. Mm -hmm. Well, where does that fertilizer go? Goes into the beans, goes into the, the ground. You got to, well, and you got to water it. Right, you got you burn it up. So, 
You water it, you get fungus. Well, you got to put the poisons to kill the fungus. Mm. Where does all that go? So it's just a scary, nasty business. I mean, if you now ever, yours yeah, is not so natural and organic that you only serve the kind of coffee that got pooped out by some animal, right? You know, people ask me if this is monkey poop uh, coffee or uh, you know, uh, um, you know, swan poop coffee, and it's not. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I think that those things are wonderful stories, but I love coffee. I do not drink any coffee that's coming out of the asshole of an animal. See, and when I think organic, a lot of the time I think they use local poop. Well, maybe. Which is fine. Maybe. Wash I mean, it real I mean, good, I, guess. I mean, a coffee bean is the pit is a cherry pit, right? right. If if you ever look at a coffee plant, it's got blossoms with cherries on it i mean and the mm-hmm. bean is the pit so yeah a lot of that stuff you know remains in the meat of the cherry um but the monkey they eat the cherries and the pits mm-hmm. come through that's that's the natural process mm-hmm. of how they get the so cherry. it touches all that yeah, yeah. and you know it's and the just, bean and, is what you're going to be and, grinding and that's why it's you know 75 dollars a pound because well it's monkey coffee and i'm like I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. You know, I, I, because really, you know, good coffee is, it's a simple pleasure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stress about, well, send my kids to college or buy good coffee. Right. You know, one, one, yeah, I mean, one of the things about Berserker Brew is I, I don't, my coffee's fantastic. It's probably the best in Louisville, Kentucky. Am I the most expensive coffee in Louisville? Nope. Well, that's good. Then you're accessible. I'm accessible. I want to tell a story that people go, oh, my God, that's great. Mm -hmm. Because you, I mean, people go, oh, my gosh, it's $16.95 a pound. Well, yes, if you're comparing me to Folgers, (laughs) that's really expensive. (laughs) Right? I mean, it is. It's really expensive. But if you go to any, you know, big house, little house, coffee house, organic coffee, Mm-hmm. That's got a USDA seal on it because it is a little more expensive to source organic coffee. Because remember, only five mm-hmm. percent of the world's coffee is organic, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how every coffee house in in America says organic coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just price price compare, right? Yeah, you know, and make sure that you know my. I'm old school. I mean, I, I, I feel great. I, you know, I, I work out all the time, but I am old mm-hmm. and I'm old and where coffee used to come in pound bags. Mm-hmm. So I sell by the pound. Hey, not, yeah, not this little 12 ounce trick or even the even snick, sneakier 10 ounce trick. Oh my. Right. I mean, you can go into a gro- grocery store and go, Oh, that's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. You're getting it's twelve a smaller ounces. portion. So it, you're getting three quarters of the same amount of coffee. So you drank yeah. coffee for the majority of your life, I assume, before I did. this. So I did. how did you transition from not selling coffee to yeah. making your own coffee? Yeah. So uh, yeah, great story. I am a full blown alcoholic, okay. and I've been sober for a couple of years now. And there should be a government study about success ratios of drunks they're not good Mm -hmm. um i thought i was success i had a great job with a big company i was in fortune magazine i traveled the world um you know i met my my beautiful wife you know because i 
I got sent off on assignment. I got mm-hmm. to travel, mm-hmm. right? Uh, all the well, um, I just was burning my world around me. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm a full believer that, you know, the universe basically gives you every opportunity to succeed, even when you, you really don't deserve it. Um, and the universe stepped in with me and I got fired. Well. And there it is. And I didn't expect it. Um, and I came home and I told my wife, well, I just lost my job. And she's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And she, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the first thing, you know, we had to do is, well, uh, am I a drunk or not? And that was the hardest thing of my transformation for me. Because that was why you lost your job? Not, I mean, or, part of it. I mean, when you're a drunk. Or you couldn't afford to pay for your alcohol. No, well, <laughs> no. I mean, when you're a drunk, you just make bad decisions. Sure. And you're an asshole. And people don't like you. And you mm. basically don't care about the decisions you make. If they're good decisions or bad decisions, you just go home and open a vodka bottle and the decisions go away. Mm. So... I'm a full believer that, you know, um, there's a movie um, uh, well, back in the early 90s, maybe Rob Roy. And it's um, a very young, oh, who's the guy from Taken? Liam Neeson. Liam, a very Rob, young Rob Liam. Rob Roy McGregor. Yeah, Rob Roy. And there's a, there's a, there's a line in that movie, there will be a reckoning. Mm-hmm. And there's always a reckoning. And my reckoning came that, I had to kind of look at my life and go, okay, I need help stopping to drink. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, going to rehab sucks. Mm-hmm. But you can look at Berserker Brew as a case study of what a person can do when they put down things that were filling up their life that had no real value and started concentrating on what did have value. And I, and I got a clear head and a, and a lot more energy Right, I, I mean, it's it's amazing. I thought I was athletic and I thought I was strong until I got sober. <laughs> and boy, howdy, does it change your just your ability to function as an athlete, as a business person? You know, all the silly mistakes of being late, forgetting. I mean. How many times? How many times did I have a hangover and screw something up because I had a hangover? Hundreds. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen now, you know. And you know, I I'm lucky because one, I still have generally a lot of amazing things in my life. Not everybody in my situation gets that lucky, right? Mm-hmm. I still have a wife who likes me, likes me a lot more. I have two, and we met her. You are yeah. very lucky. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm swinging way out of my pay grade. She's incredible. Yeah. I've got two boys that generally, um, I've earned their respect back because they, they knew me as they weren't so young that they didn't know something was wrong with dad. Mm-hmm. And they've seen what I've done with this coffee company. Mm-hmm. And there's something very, gratifying and wholesome seeing respect blossoms in your child's eyes mm-hmm. right particularly after you may have lost it mm-hmm. so i still have that um you know i my parents are gone they never knew me as a sober adult mm-hmm. i started drinking november 6 1986 and it just was kind of haywire for 32 years mm-hmm. now i i functioned great mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. got to travel 
I got promoted, or got promoted, got promoted, or, you know, I'm, you know, making tons of money. I'm miserable. And, um, I'm not miserable now. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Um, you know, we, we, you know, my wife and I, now that, you know, she and I can have conversations where, you know, she no longer thinks, oh, well, maybe this is the month I have to leave. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, when you get past that and you're in, in yeah. your, in your, in your marriage, they're like, God, this guy's such an asshole. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. We're past that. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we can have conversations on what are we going to do fun? Right. What, what's the, what's the next thing? So, you know, we, we, we bought Tavassan farm out in Nelson County. We're raising Christmas trees. We're doing the cold brew out there. Um, so you know, speaking of which, let me, yeah. let me pause you for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're telling us your story. Yeah. You got fired. You wound up in rehab. You're out of rehab now. What makes you decide, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to go sell coffee. Well, I was already selling coffee. You were already selling coffee. I was already coffee. selling coffee. So the coffee coffee came before rehab. Okay. okay. But if you look at that first six or seven months, mm-hmm. that company was dead. Okay. So yeah. you were starting your own business yeah. at that point. Struggling. And it's yeah. after being an employee for most of your life. Yeah. And you had to do everything yourself and be self-motivated. Yeah. And, yeah, that is not something you can do drunk. Well, you just, the mistakes start to mount and you start to go, Mm -hmm. well, this is too hard because the mistakes you make are like, would I have made that mistake if I were sober? Right? So, yeah. And you need to be able to make a living. Right. I mean, mean, you, you you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school that, that you need to be creative and productive. And I can tell you owning my own business by far, you know, is the most creative thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yes, there's responsibility and you got to pay taxes and you got, you know, you do payroll and you, you do all these things. But at, at the end of the day, I get to create t-shirts, <laughs> labels, um, merch is fun, for, formulas for new coffees, I mean, people love my Lakener tea, my recovery tea. Yes, I love that. Uh, You know, that came right out of my head. And Mm -hmm. nobody in the world knows how to make Lakener tea except my wife and me. Proprietary blend. Right, right. And and people, you know, I just was up selling coffee and tea up in Ohio at Savage Race, Ohio. Great partner of mine. And they're already, the reviews are already coming back on Google. Oh, my God, this tea, Mm -hmm. I have no swelling. Oh, and and, it, and, that, and that's it, it, so it works, and mm-hmm. so you know, Rosa. So, I mean, I just I'm 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 here expressing tonight just a tremendous sense of gratitude that I'm not dead, mm-hmm. right? That how many times did I drive drunk? Lots, right? Um, I'm not incarcerated, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I'm I'm just really really grateful, mm-hmm. and that the fact that you know I can make coffee and um, people go. Your customer service is so good. I mean, you're you're delivering coffee to people's houses. Why mm-hmm. do you do that? Mm-hmm. Because I spent a lot of time watching businesses evolve, mm-hmm. and you know, Amazon's ruined a lot of businesses, mm. right? I mean, essentially, that whole deliver to the door. People like that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, we what are Amazon those people. is definitely we done for businesses, as it said, adapt or die, right? That's right. So when I built the business plan, 
home, oh, del- home and delivery. Oh, your shirt. It home. says, be harder to kill. That's right. I, that's <laughs> I right. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we live in a time. I mean, this whole concept of the this age of the 21st century, the whole concept of being human and what we're supposed to do, right? You know, we're in conflict with each other because... We say, well, we tell our kids, go to school and get a great job. Well, it's not 1957 anymore Mm -hmm. because businesses try to maximize profits. That's what businesses do. So if Ford decides, you know what, we're going to automate every truck assembly plant. What does that do to the truck people of Louisville that have been making trucks here for 70 years, Mm -hmm. right? But that's they can run a computer, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the arrogance of politicians and business owners. Well, let's just retrain them, right? Thank God I don't have to worry about being retrained because I just make coffee. Well, it you just, retrained yourself to an extent, didn't you? Well, I did. Okay. I, I had to learn. So, how did scratch. you get to that? What What was the getting? So, to were the you selling coffee part? when you were working for somebody no, else too? Or? No, I was drinking lots of coffee, and and mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents bought coffee whatever was on sale at Kroger. So when did you even think about this gourmet coffee? Yeah. In creativity those in those aspect? days, in those days of the corporate world where mm-hmm. you just hate your freaking job, mm-hmm. you're going to a meeting that has no end, no mm-hmm. purpose. It's really a meeting that's only set up mm-hmm. to set the next meeting. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're having a meeting <laughs> about the next meeting. <laughs> where it could have been an email? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and don't get me started on email. But, Amen. but you know, I'm, we si- have those I'm, shops si- too. I'm sitting there <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee. That's pretty crappy. Uh-oh. And, you know, and I think, God, I, I, I've drunk good coffee. And I didn't really know good coffee, but I did get blessed that my employer sent me everywhere in the world. Asia, mm-hmm. Europe, Africa, been to where... Yeah. And I got to drink coffee. And I, I mean, I remember a day, you know, and, and, and I told my wife when I was like, I think I'm going to sell coffee. Coffee has been there at key points in my life that are unforgettable. So, okay. for example, uh, when I was in my 20s and single and just an absolute crazy man, mm-hmm. it take two weeks to just torture Europe. I'm going to fly over and i'm just going to take the train system mm-hmm. i started in uh, scandinavia because you know the viking theme of my business i've got relatives in copenhagen i'm going to start in finland go finland sweden party like a rock star in denmark <laughs> over to germany down to paris over to england and home mm-hmm. i'm in a hotel in helsinki finland drinking coffee minding my own business and this young lady couldn't have been more than 19 comes over and fills my coffee, and it is delicious coffee. I mean, it is perfect, genuine, good coffee. Mm-hmm. And I look at her name tag, and I don't remember, but let's just call mm-hmm. her Anna. Mm-hmm. It had six flags, including the British, the uh, Russian flag, the Helsinki flag, the Norwegian flag, the Swedish flag, the Danish flag. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a star thing, like Cracker mm-hmm. So I said, Anna, w- what are the flags? Mean? She said, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. These are all the languages I speak. At 19. Wow. That's That languages. moment I realized I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> I, I really am a dumbass that all those years of high school and college that I was out drinking and not paying attention to anything, 
this young lady's already up to six languages. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was a lesson, and and I've never forgotten it. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm in I'm in Dubai doing a multi-million dollar deal. Guys are Syrian, and they come out with Turkish coffee. Turkish coffee is served mm. in these little beautiful yeah. little, you know, Art Deco <laughs> glasses that are about the size of a shot glass. Mm-hmm. It looks like a shot glass. Is it kind of like Cuban coffee kind, where they kinda, serve it and it's, got a handle. it's concentrated? It's, it's very concentrated, mm-hmm. and it also has the ground in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's very acidic? Well, it's very messy if you mm-hmm. do what I did. Oh, no! So it's a shot glass. Well, I'm a a dumbass from Kentucky. (laughs) So I shoot it like it's a glass meant to be shot. Right? I wasn't meaning to chew this. Those grounds went in every crevice of my teeth, my lips. I mean, those guys fell. I mean, they stared at me. They stared at me for about 15 seconds as I'm getting it down because I'm choking. I mean. It's hard. It's it's gunky. It's yeah. it's like eating tar. And you're still trying to say And I'm like, no, and, and I'm trying to do a $100 million deal. And I'm like, <clears throat> and they just lose it. <laughs> the Arabic, I don't know what they said, but dumbass American had to be part of it. Right? You know, so the coffee was right there. We got the deal done. And, 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 Maybe because you made them laugh. Right. Right. And one of the guys is the godfather to my they my just son. Felt sorry for you. Yeah, we'll just yeah, I just do the deal because they got some mess. But you know, coffee's been there and that. I've made great oh. friendships over coffee. Mm-hmm. If you read, if you ever get bored, mm-hmm. you need to read the history of coffee because when I started Berserker Brew, I'm like, all right, I need to know everything there is about coffee. And one thing I'm very good at is learning. I can read for long periods of times. So I can take notes. I can retain. The origin of coffee reads like a spy novel. It is so <laughs> exciting. We've had a papal intervention. Oh my. The Pope had to step in and decide whether coffee was evil. Oh well, yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, they had to decide if everything was evil. Right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he. I mean, uh, here's the Pope. But the Pope had to say the coffee the good, the coffee the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it <laughs> turns out he was good. Well, the world might have been a different place if the Pope says coffee bad. Mm. Um, you know, the number one. Um, producer of coffee in the world is Brazil, which was a uh, Portuguese colony. Mm-hmm. The Portuguese didn't bring coffee to the New World. The, the Portuguese didn't bring it to the New World. The French did in Haiti. So the the, the Bra- Brazilian ambassador comes up for a little party, a little shindig, and they hand him this beautiful black drink, and he's like, oh my gosh, what's this? And it's like, it's coffee. Well, I want some. Can I take some? He's just thinking of how much space he's got down there in Brazil. And the French go, no, no way. So the Brazilians hire hire a guy who's kind of hot, right, S- to seduce the French governor's wife to get inside and steal the coffee, <gasps> which he took back to Brazil, and Brazil's now the number one coffee producer. What? So we, had, we, we got the Pope. We got people sneaking beans out of Haiti. It is fantastic. Now, the history of coffee is definitely intense, but I want to hear a little bit about more, more about the history of Berserker Brew Coffee. When yeah. did you... So, so you're starting out. Yep. 2017, spring of 2017. Wrote it in my journal. I'm going to create the world's best coffee for athletes. For okay, athletes, still, specifically. Yep. Yes. Yes. You, I, I knew from my experience in business, you have to have a niche. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to have some focal point to put a product out. 
because you'll get lost. There are over 700 coffee companies in America. Was it your niche because you were an athlete at that time? Well, I thought it was. Yeah. I, I, I've always been athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do races? I did. I, I was running Spartans at the time. and okay. I was in, 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 So that's yeah. where you were. Yeah. That's who yeah. you were surrounded by. That's right. Yeah. So... Always helpful to be able to sell to your own people, right? Right. And that's how I envisioned this, mm-hmm. right? That I was going to sell coffee to people... Because you listen to people, that in the, they, they watch every macro, mm-hmm. right? They know how many calories that they're eating, yep. you know. And then I've also watched people turn morning coffee into morning milkshake. Yep. And then they complain about the size of their ass. Uh. So, and, and you ask them, they're just like, well, the coffee's bitter. It just needs something. Well, what if the coffee wasn't bitter? Hence, Berserker Brew. And the first attack took a long time. No, no, no. Focus groups. No. Focus groups. And finally. First, and First Attack is the name of your original The flavor. original. The red one. And finally, um, I liked it. And my wife liked it. Okay. And a couple of people liked it. But then there was a guy um, that I knew from my business world who I, I drank coffee with that guy at coffee break for like nine years. Uh-huh. And he drank three creams, three sugars. Mm-hmm. Never tasted the coffee before he put three creams and three sugars. And he had a little gut, right? I mean, you put that much sugar in you had a little gut. So I said, uh, buddy, you got to come over. Sit at my kitchen table. I got something to show you. So he did. And I put a cup of Berserker Brew First Attack in front of him. And I said, I want you to drink it black. He's like, okay, drink black coffee. I'm like, just try. Humor. And we started just talking, right? And he'd sip, sip, sip. You know, he looked down. Cup's empty. <laughs> you weren't even talking to him about it. No. You weren't like convincing him. No. And it, and I filled it up again. And he drank another cup and he's like, dude, that's the first time in my life I've ever done that. And when he said that, I knew it was on. And I, and I knew it was on with First Attack. And then from there came Kraken's release, Hypercaffeinated, and then the Decaf Huga, and then um, um, Sudri. My, people want what they know. Mm-hmm. And People usually in America drink American coffee mm-hmm. from Colombia or Brazil or Costa Rica, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. They like North American, South American coffee. It's very difficult to do what I do with those coffees because they are inherently very bitter. Oh. It's just a soil thing. It's just a, it's just mm-hmm. the way it is. But Sudri, uh, which is a Viking word that means South because everything's mm-hmm. South of here in, in Central and South America. It's coffee from Peru, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Colombia, all blended together. And um, when I handed, when I made it for my wife, and she drank it, she's like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing you've ever done." And I was like, "Wait a minute, we have two kids. Do I get any? Do I get any credit?" And apparently, dads get very little credit for the actual creation of children. So the coffee is mine. The kids, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, right. Uh, maybe on Father's Day. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I get I get a card on Father's Day. Oh, yeah. you get a card, man. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so starting the business, um, now, and 2020 was a, a shocker because... But you started in 2017, right? Yeah. And then you you get up and running, because mm-hmm. I was up and running in, mm-hmm. in 2017, selling, but I'm still drinking... Okay. So I'm not really sober until August of 18. Okay. Uh, and then you, then it kind of you hit 19 and you're rolling, 
and COVID hits. No. And COVID... And people who weren't drinking before started for the quarantine. Well, well <laughs> I mean, you. the one thing that I learned in my business plan is home delivery is going to be part of our lives forever. That's true. So COVID helped that part of the business. I mean, basically, my sales went up because people could order it online and it came very quickly. That's true. I mean... People in Louisville marvel that sometimes you order coffee at 10 a.m. and it's your house at 2. Um, but Amazon has changed the way people think about delivery. When I was a kid, ordering 8-track tapes, <laughs> it was 6 to 8 weeks delivery. Wow. Yeah. When I tried to explain that to my children, that <laughs> you would buy something from Columbia Records, mm -hmm. you would wait 2 months for it to show up. They can't conceive of that because they, they can go in, click something on Amazon, and it's there the next day. Especially with Louisville being the hub. Uh, the distributor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, so Berserker Brew Online did well, but I had 96 races and events scheduled for last year. I did 16 of them. That is a giant hole in the business plan. That you would be selling your coffee at at a booth? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so... So generally, like where you all met me doing mm -hmm. farmers markets, mm -hmm. those 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 venues those were hard were to come open. by in twenty twenty. Well, sort of. Um, it wasn't my plan to do as many farmers markets as I did um, because I I did J Town because I grew up in I mean I live in J Town I grew up in Shelbyville but mm -hmm. I I live in J Town the J Town farmers market's like four minutes from my house mm -hmm. I I I just was like that's my it's my jam. I can just get a couple, couple, you know, get some little cash flow going every week, right? But, you know, in 2019, I said, well, maybe I can do um, J Town and one other, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe my wife can do one, and I can do two at the time. My wife's like, I ain't selling mm -hmm. coffee. That was it. You know, she made it very clear, like, I I'll help you. But I don't work for you. And like, that's awesome, right? We had very clear, we had very clear borders. So we started, you know, we started doing Westport Road and J Town simultaneously, and COVID hit, no events. So that's no Ironmans, no Ragnars, no Savage races, no, no little no marathon, mud fun runs. no fun runs, nothing. Yeah, he was signed up for the rugged maniacs. Rugged maniacs, none of that. Yeah. So I look around and go, well. I've got to replace, you know, over 80 events mm -hmm. with something. Mm -hmm. So I came up with, well, I'm doing two markets. If I can mm -hmm. do two, maybe I can do three. If I do three, maybe I can do four. Because the farmer's still got a farm. Right. And, and farmer's markets were heavily regulated. They were very safe. But they were actually happening. Mm -hmm. Right? So we all did our part to keep it safe. We socially distanced. We wore masks. But at the end, at the height of last summer... Um, we were doing J-Town, Westport, Prospect, Eastwood, Jeffersonville, Indiana, all at the same time. Five of them. And this year, we'll have six of them going on Saturday, two on Sunday, three during the week for 11 farmers markets in Louisville. And that's not even my core business. So people go, gosh, you're like the, the coffee, farmers market coffee. I'm like, not really. <laughs> because... Yes. That's it, your subsistence that, that, level. That's, that's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's it's a, and I, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. It is so fun. It's a sweet group of people. It, well, it, it it's, it's Except so. Except for that one guy next to your tent who's always trying to heckle you. Yeah. Oh, oh you oh, mean oh, Rick? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it, yeah, so 
you build relationships with all these people because you see them on Sunday and you see the same people on Saturday mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, oh, I think they heckle me because, one, I can take it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely. And, right. So it's kind of fun. Right? Heckle mm-hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the berserker guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's because you definitely sick. have the most theme of anybody at the yeah. farmer's market. Well, well, you've got to be focused. That. When marketing a product, mm-hmm. it's, it, I mean, it's, you know, I'm a big Richard Branson guy. And if you don't know who Sir Richard Branson is, he started Virgin Records back in the 60s. Well, now it's Virgin Cruise Line and Virgin Air. And, he, and basically, he branded so many diverse different things, but it's always Virgin. So if you liked it over here with that quality, you bought it over here because you knew generally the the brand kind of bled mm-hmm. over. Yeah. So, you know, Berserker Strong, my fitness company is starting up this year. Um, we're we're going to take, you know, training for obstacle course races to a new level. We're going to have our own race in November in Simpsonville. Yes. You know, all of that is new, but it's still Berserker, mm-hmm. right? It, that's my model. It's like Branson was a genius that he could do so many cool different things, but it was always virgin. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's the model. He that's kept my the model. focus, even though he diversified. That's right, because he kept the level of excellence the same. Because mm-hmm. if you ever get on a Virgin Atlantic airplane, it's nice. Oh, okay. I mean it. It it's nice. And if a, well, you used to live on planes, right? Yeah, and I then mean, your wife flies planes. Yeah, my yeah. wife's an Air Force pilot, and yeah. you know. You know, that that's a whole podcast in, in, in <laughs> itself. Self. We'll have to interview her separately. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, I was a private contractor after 9-11, loading planes, traveling with planes. I went to Kuwait and Turkey and in Djibouti and just a lot of different places around airplanes. Mm-hmm. And uh, met my wife because she was a fix-up from a USO director. And um, the night I met her, I just... I, I had been on 10,000 first dates, and there have been a lot of people in my life. I was old. i never been married, and um, I just knew I had to chase this one. So, Aww, it's a great story. You were right. Good call. Very good call. <laughs> Very good call. In in my drunken haze, I still was mm. upset. Okay, stop. i got to chase this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're already looking to expand. Yeah. You're wanting to move into fitness focus. Uh, you've always been fitness focused, but... Expanding what that means for Berserker. Yeah. Um, what, with with the little bit of time we've got left, what do you, what's next? Berserker Strong is um, going to be a focused around one product. It's a, it's a deck of cards that gives you a workout that you'd always have with you. You could work oh. out at the airport, work out at the hotel work out at the office work out with another person work out alone yeah. uh, each card has a koan that's motivational um so you have 52 different things to think about in 52 weeks of the year um the first deck of cards which are coming online this month are focused on getting you ready to do an obstacle course race so each suit is a different exercise mountain climbers burpees squats uh those things, if you do that workout, and plus you got to run, run is required because you've got to mm-hmm. get your cardio. But if you do those, you can do a tough mutter or, or a Spartan sprint pretty easily. Cool. Um, and that and that that's the goal of the first deck, and then after that, you have a CrossFit deck, and then you have a powerlifting deck, and then you have a yoga deck, and then as you start mixing the decks, right? Mm-hmm. 
Tuesday's Berserker Yoga Day, right? Mm -hmm. I love yoga, mm -hmm. right? Yoga saved my life after I blew my di my back out in 1997, mm. right? So, so as I said earlier, and I'll, and I'll wrap up with this. If I can give anybody advice who wants to start a business, it's your damn business. You get to do what you want. Be creative. Be bold. Right? I mean, you just you need to check out the, the deck of cards and the koans that are on there, the mantras that are on there, because they're so focused on getting started. Right? The, you know, you know. If you believe you can do it, you're halfway there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's I think that's the seven of diamonds. You know, that each each card kind of inspires you. You know, because we all we all have gym memberships we don't use. We all want to be in shape and everything. But what if the what if the the card was deeply personal, right? That if you just were going through the cards and you found one, you're like, holy shit, this really means something to me, right? Um. I'm just going to do this workout, right? The mm -hmm. jack, jack of clubs. That means you're going to do 10 uh, burpees. All right, do 10 burpees. That's 10 more burpees than 98% of the world's population is going to do today. <laughs> nope. You just yeah. did 10 burpees. <laughs> so congratulate yourself. Don't be down on yourself. You know, everybody wants to look jacked all the time. I love that. I love being jacked. It took 35 years to get here and stop drinking. <laughs> because, but... You know, that's what let me, let me yeah. pause you for yeah. just a sec because I got to tell everybody here. Um, and it's on the Instagram as well. This guy yeah. is jacked. Yeah. Uh, In case we he do have me at a people... push up contest twice. Yeah. I, I tried. I, get, I gave you what I could yeah. on Sunday. Bland tried to, to act like time. Richard had an advantage because of his youth and inexperience, but you know. Hey, well, he won legit. He gave you something to work towards. He right? gave me something to yeah. work on. Yeah. We're going to sign up for your race in November, and I guess now we need to train for it. So, Well, I, it'll be fun because, uh, you know, we're going to have pain days out at Tavassan Farm where, you know, it's not just an hour workout. It's a five-hour workout with, with a nice healthy lunch. And, 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 and maybe if you need it, you have, a, you know, massage therapist on, on site. But the workout itself is going to make you puke. That's awesome. So Tavasan Farm is. I was about know, to say you're gonna need some good some good cans out there for. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So you know that that leading up to the race November 13th in Simpsonville, the Berserker Battle. Um, I want I want a hundred people who've never raced before to do that race. One because it's November. It could be 70. It could be 30. You don't know. Right. You don't know. And that's part of it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've loved about they're going to be seventy the day before and thirty the day of. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I, that's to what confuse I, you real good. Well, I love about obstacle course racing that's different from running a mini marathon or going to the gym and bench pressing five hundred pounds. When you go to the start line, you don't know how long the race is. They give you a range, right? So, so my race is going to be anywhere from four to six miles. Oh, okay. So, because it's different every time, okay. right? So it, you know, it's based on the terrain, mm -hmm. where how how the where you can plot where out the where you can plot the obstacles. So maybe you have to add a loop just to get those obstacles in, makes mm -hmm. it a little longer, mm -hmm. you know. Or you want to get everybody wet, and the creeks all the way over there. So you got to go to the creek first, okay. you know. So the the sense of the unknown mm -hmm. is by far the greatest 
fear of any person on the planet. That's the truth. And, and, and that's why people don't start businesses. That's why they don't go into relationships. Is they're afraid of the unknown. And a damn race, it gives you so much confidence that when you finish and you get your finish medal, you're like, I fucking did that. <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to be at the beginning. And I made it. You know, you might be scuffed up. Yes. I mean, I mean, there, there is a reason that, you know, on the, on the waiver, it says, if you die, you can't sue, sue us. But I'm telling you guys, <laughs> this race isn't the Spartan beast where actually you do have to sign that waiver. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, but if, if we all just kind of focus on being comfortable, we miss the entirety of the human experience. Being comfortable is nice every once in a while, but in my opinion, life is about experiencing the things that get us to do something different. To do, to think outside the box, act outside the box, try something different. You know, um, you know, when you, when, you know, it, racing helps you get over that fear, that anxiety of, well, what, what, what if I can't do this? Well, you don't even know that yet. So what <laughs> What are you worrying about, right? So I'm excited about where Berserker Brew is going. I mean, the coffee company is growing incredibly fast. Um, the cold brew, I, I defend my championship in August in Lexington at the cold brew fe- nice. you know, festival. We'll see uh, how everybody reacts to, you know, the... the the, the tall Viking guy from Louisville showing up. Especially after you tell them that to, they need to watch for a short, dumpy, quiet guy. Yeah. Then they're not going to know. Yeah, I did that yeah. to you. Yeah, You did so, do that to me. That was really rude. Yeah, so yeah. so when Rosa was, uh, you were looking for me at uh-huh. a farmer's market, I said, just find the, the shortest, dumpiest, quiet guy you'll find. And uh, that does not. Yeah. <laughs> That's not accurate. <laughs> That's not accurate. So, uh, well. Yeah, I think we're out of time. No, we're not. But um, but thank you so much for taking the time to uh, share your story with us and let us know the vision for your business and how you're making the community a better place. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Slightly harder to kill place. A slightly harder to kill place. Well, you know, I'm happy to do it. People ask, well, where's your coffee shop? And I'm like, I don't have one. And they look at me like, oh, well, he doesn't even have a coffee shop. Because people think about that coffee shop experience. Right. But right. you're about the product. I'm, not I'm, the I'm, place. I, I, I'm, here's what I'd like everybody to do is I'd like everyone to make coffee at home and slow down. You know, I know that Keurigs are convenient. It's crappy coffee. Hmm? It's There's five reasons a, a Keurig machine may be killing you. I won't get into that tonight. <laughs> There are YouTube videos. I want want people to slow down, make their own coffee. Maybe have a conversation. Because I have found that the the secret of of my life is that quiet time between about 5 and 5.45 in the morning when it's just me and my wife and maybe the dogs are looking at us but still kind of asleep, that we could just talk with, with, with with a relaxed quietness that the, the, there's, you know, no, at, at five o'clock in the morning, nobody looks good and you don't need to look good. Right. But you, you have a, a genuineness about yourself that you can walk through, um, kind of walks through the steps of what are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. 
and it's like whiteboarding your day mm -hmm. over coffee and the coffee brings people together i mean you know it's a very american thing mm -hmm. right so co coffee after the tea party in boston people started <laughs> drinking coffee um and and, and really the, the founding fathers they like coffee mm -hmm. um but um yeah i just if you get me, if you ever meet me, you'll know, you'll notice how low energy I am. How, ah. yeah, I mean, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know, I really have to crank myself up. Mm. That's what all this coffee is for. I haven't really slept since 2017. Mm, I can see <laughs> now. So thank you all for listening and find him at berserkerbrew.com to see where he might be in the world. It'll be like finding Carmen San Diego probably. Yep, yep. So you can you can order right it there at berserkerbrew.com or you can there's a list of all the markets and the hours of where we are in Louisville. You can also get it at all the retail outlets in Louisville where we sell it retail and in, in stores. Mm -hmm. Um and then it'll it'll tell you where we're going to race next, right? So I'll be down at Otter Creek Park uh for the Ragnar Trail race 1500 people racing at night it's very exciting and I, i'm gonna just be there to, to support all that so nice and sell a whole lot of sleepless people a lot of coffee yeah they're That's gonna need the it yep. all right well this was the lou review and we'll see you in the next one <laughs>